Welcome to Arts North. I'm your host, Michael Cast. Arts North, your community connection for everything art in northern BC, BC, Western Canada, and hopefully Canada. Uh, I remembered it all, Corey. Good job. <laughs> I've got Corey Hardiman. Do you do you want to go by Corey Hardiman? Yeah, I, I'm stuck with Hardiman. Are you stuck with Hardiman? <laughs> <laughs> because okay. <laughs> i know you use a different name yeah my maiden right? name's matthews i was married as hardiman and i shockingly started to have some uh success <laughs> artistically <laughs> while i was married so i kept yeah. it so st- we'll stay with- okay so Car- Corey hardiman who resides in prince george w- you're originally from prince george no i'm from halifax halifax yeah long and time ago long time ago yeah yeah I'm, I'm originally from kenora ontario oh really yeah wow Everybody says, oh, yeah, I've been through there. Yeah, I think and that's, that's it, right? <laughs> that's what I would say as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Corey Hardiman is a uh, artist who you really sort of made your name where? In Halifax or in no, Prince No, no, here, actually in Prince George, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I guess I started oil painting seriously when I was about 29 years old, so a while ago. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I was I was in Prince George at the time. I had two little kids, and uh, that's when I started having. I guess I started having shows in my in my early thirties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were the. Were you the first? I were was. Were you the first? You were the first uh, artist, a resident artist for the Prince George. Yeah. Uh, community arts. Co- uh, how does oh community Sean's arts council? Yeah, yeah. The 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 Prince George Regional. Wait, is it Prince George and Caribou? What is no, it? No, it's just, I think it's, and he's going to be total. he's just going to, uh, Prince George and Community, Prince George Community, Regional <laughs> Community, Community Arts, Arts Council, Council right? Prince George and District. Right, okay. That's what That's it is. That's what it is. And you were the original. I was. The, and when it was over in this building. Yep. Yeah, yeah, upstairs here. Upstairs it was here. a it was a really great it was great timing. I at the time uh, I was working as a, an architectural drafts person here in mm-hmm. town and uh, I was living in the bush with my ex husband mm-hmm. and four tiny children uh, in a yurt. In a yurt. <laughs> in a yurt. <laughs> and so for quite a while, all of my painting was going on outside because you can't really paint in Plain a yurt. Air. It's awfully difficult. Yeah. So it was like these sort of marathons whenever the kids were asleep where I'd, yeah. I'd go outside and it didn't matter how cold it was, but it was really getting to me. And I, I was uh, I was looking for studio space and then uh, this opportunity came up and I was really lucky to have been selected as a the first artist in residence it was uh, it was great to have my own space and it was great to um, be able to paint a, away from other things and while I was here I I started selling some work overseas and quit my job and I haven't worked a real job since <laughs> well no it is a real job Art it is, is a real, real job i agree completely i have a bumper sticker that says and i have to put it on my truck i still have it it says art, art is w- artwork is work right artwork is work yeah it's yeah. black with yellow writing yeah it's, it's a wonderful uh sticker and it's so true because uh oh is it ever there's a meme going around the internet that says something like do what you love and you'll and it has like never work a day in your life crossed out and it's like never have any thought aside from your own work and never escape your own work like yeah, it, you really yeah, do you're yeah. you're you're in it all the time when you're when you're making art so it, it's it is work <laughs> it's work and it's <clears throat> i think though labor of love is, you know for lack of a better term yeah. is probably the best way to describe for it for sure. me yeah. i couldn't I've had uh, I <clears throat> gone through some stuff, and so when I went to talk to a doctor about it, they wanted to give me a medication. Yeah. My biggest fear was, 
was, well, is that going to affect my creativity? Because oh, if it sure. does, I'm not going to take it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm no, I'm nowhere near the 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 mind of the. Have you ever seen a beautiful mind? Yes. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite lines in this, and you will appreciate this, I bet, is contrary to popular belief, I am extremely well balanced. I have a chip on both shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, but he, he, you look at his story and the medication they gave him. Yeah, it for just sure. Crushed his genius. Yeah. And I was afraid. My biggest fear, and I don't know if this, if if you have this fear, I ask most of the artists that I know, do you have the fear of of having what's up in your head stuck there and not have yeah. any way to to express it absolutely it's terrifying uh, yeah absolutely i i don't know what i would do if i were to i don't know lose lose the the physical capacity or or the mental or emotional capacity to paint i think it's probably saved my life a dozen times or more mm -hmm. over the course of and you know and for that reason for a really long time i was really afraid to make it my career because i didn't want the thing that I loved the most to be a thing that I relied on to pay the rent. That was really just something that happened. And I feel incredibly lucky that mm, I, mm -hmm. I'm able to spend all my time doing this thing that I love. But, you know, it's, it's been the thing, like when I didn't really like myself as a teenager, I had this thing that I could do, you yeah. know, that, that made me, you know, if not like myself, at least, at least it gave me something that I could hold on to at times when I didn't really, really feel like there was much else that I wanted to, to do. And, you know, and the same is true. I've been through, uh, you know, a, a, I have a great relationship with my ex now, but mm -hmm. we, it was a, not a fun experience splitting oh. up. And, uh, and you know, and I've had experiences with postpartum depression and mm -hmm. um, like some pretty heavy stuff. Right. Yeah. And uh, and if I didn't have this outlet, you know, I can't I can't imagine how I would have gotten through some of it. So I agree. Yeah. yeah I feel yeah. really, really lucky that way. I do remember, though. Um Myself, I'm a I'm I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. So yeah. so dealing with that. But I went to counseling for that, and my counselor said to me one day, she said, "You don't have to create from a place of depression and chaos." Yeah. And I That's was like, true. "I'm so used to that, mm -hmm. you know. It's yep. what I it was my go-to. Yep. Um, but now I can create I can create from both. It doesn't yeah, exactly. mean I have to." have to go there to create but yeah you don't create from a place of joy not everything has to be sad 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 yeah. sad art yeah. yeah no i i had the same sort of epiphany a few years ago partly because my uh my partner um died uh we i mean we hadn't been we'd been together for two years mm -hmm. but he he had a stroke and abruptly died yeah. uh four years ago and wow man that was that, like that was a really but what I found out in the months after that, when I really just painted to get through the, the grief, right, mm -hmm. was was that, you know, you can locate some joy just by doing this thing, right? And and then you can and then you can create from there. And I think at this point most of my work is pretty you know, I'm 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 profoundly concerned about the state of the environment. I'm profoundly concerned about um you know, the future of my children and like most of us are, I mean, mm -hmm. we're in a real mess here and it, it, it's a, it's a really heavy thing to witness an extinction event. Right. Um, and I think about it a lot, but I still think that, uh, there's, there's joy and there's beauty and there's, there's life that, um, needs and deserves to be celebrated. Right. And mm -hmm. I don't know, that's just the way there's lots of ways to do that, but I like to do it with a paintbrush. <laughs> I think as artists and, and I, uh, there's two things. We tell the truth. Yeah. Like unvarnished. Yeah. 
in your face yep. the truth. For sure. Right? Sometimes, and, and uh, sometimes we speak the truth. <laughs> yeah, occasionally. We're not um, big fat liars. And I've got my... I've got my uh, myself in trouble using. S- I admire your brashness. <laughs> I do. Um, I'm at that. I'm at that point where I'm like, how 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 honest do I want to get? Yeah. Right. Yeah. With the public. Yeah. Only because only because I I deal with the public more. Yeah, for sure. Right? And I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah. And I hate being held back mm-hmm. because I think. And I wrote about this. I wrote in in I published that little magazine take five right and it's although there's no paper version i still have a digital copy but i said uh, political correctness i think is the bane of the artist because if i think ahead of time is this going to offend anybody i've already defeated the purpose of the piece yeah i think i mean i think that there's you know it's it's important to be sensitive to people's Mm -hmm. um you know experiences and and traumas and so on and so forth um but i do i i can't i can't make work and think about other people at the same time it's i you know i do some commission work and i i can get into it it's fine i'm always grateful to have the work Mm -hmm. but i i find it so difficult to make work when i'm looking through anybody else's eyes at all and because so much of my work is really it's not concerned with people. I, I, I almost paint against people. <laughs> right. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I don't have to concern myself too, too much with, with offending anyone. Although it's happened, come to think of it, <laughs> but, uh, but I offend a lot of people anyway, as you can imagine. <laughs> well, that's good. I but, mean, it yeah. gets a conversation going. Well, it's right? true. And yeah. I do, I mean, I, I have enough of a following at this point that I don't worry too much about it. If yeah. I'm going to, if, if somebody's really going to take exception to something I say, there's, you know, there's two routes to go. Either I can reflect and realize that I'm really profoundly wrong and I've yeah. hurt somebody, in which case I, I absolutely believe in the public apology right yeah, i do a lot yeah. of public apologizing yeah. <laughs> because i'm not i'm not i'm i'm careful by nature but i work against it right mm-hmm. like i don't i try to avoid being being overly cautious because it stymies me and um and i think i don't know and then of course the other way is to to just do what i'm doing and and think well you know that's that's fine not everyone has to like me right yeah um i've had a few you know, I used to be a little bit more kind of contentious online than I am now because at this point I have, you know, I have kids that are out in the world and they look a lot like me. And mm-hmm. I've, I've had some pretty unpleasant run-ins with people online, uh, as a, mostly as a result of political uh, discussions. Yeah. And that's, uh, for women on the internet, you know, that, that tends to end in like unwelcome pornography yeah, it's, <laughs> in your inbox. And I'm sick of that. I don't, I don't need any more of that in my I, life. Right? I think people that, that, that hide behind anonymity when they, when they, they're cowards. Right? Yeah, for sure. When they, they are. put that out there oh, and, I completely and, agree. and behave in a certain way, yep. like own it, you know what? Yeah, be, for sure. Be, be responsible enough, be a responsible human being, face that person and tell them what you think or yeah. shut up. Yeah. And right? so, I mean, I, I think especially around the time that Trump was elected, I, I, Got into a lot of online arguments, <laughs> as you can well imagine, and I got a lot of like rape threats and stuff, which oh was God. really gross and awful. And every woman I know is in the same kind of boat if they if they fight online, you know, with strangers on the internet. I can't like I can't it's even like, imagine that. Yeah, like, I can't even. I can't get my head around. it. I know it's so it's so awful and and like normal at the same time and so at a certain point i just thought you know I, i'm not going to engage trolls anymore mm-hmm. it's just 
it's not fun. It doesn't change anyone's mind. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, it just, what they want yeah. is to waste your time. So why let them do that? So I don't, right? But, uh, and since then, you know, my, my inbox has been very, very clean and <laughs> <laughs> suitable for work. <laughs> but I do like the one we, t- I, and we, we exchange some, some banter back and forth about the mine is um stay calm and kill people in your mind yes well right? yeah there's some of that for sure <laughs> and uh and by proxy people have been killed several times oh yeah yeah absolutely i mean i, I think i went to bed last night saying to my partner you know what is with all these people in the stupid 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 club right like yeah. what is wrong with them yeah. but you know i mean yeah it is what it is so the writ is dropped yeah, the writ is dropped, and uh, so we have an election coming up. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I was. I was looking at. Uh, we'll get back. I want to get back to art, but um, the Green Party thing that surprised the heck out of me. Yeah, with the abortion debate deal yeah and i'm gonna have to look into it more because i can't speak to it i don't know enough about yeah it. well every yeah. green you know will insist that because the greens you know have such a, a thorough vetting process that that no one with anti-abortion views would ever 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 under any circumstances ever make it into the you know onto the floor um but that's just not true cbc has uh published a, an article yesterday saying that they had turned up two uh greens that had run on uh, anti-abortion platforms in the past and I don't know people change their minds all the time and people lie and people do, and I you know I I can appreciate uh, why people would want to be members of a party that isn't whipped but mm-hmm. at the same time I think there are certain things that shouldn't be open for debate uh, and I think the fundamental rights of women are one of those things yeah. that should just not be open for debate there's lots of things to debate we don't live in a you know, in a world that's free of things to fight about. But I don't think abortion should be on the table for any of the federal parties. No, I don't think any anything having to do with anybody's body yeah. should be on the table. To, yeah. To, it's not and at the same time, I think, you know, the, the environmental platform, the, the environmental policies of the liberals have been so shockingly bad. And, and you know, I've, I sure am struggling with the NDP. I just it's just a garbage election <laughs> as far as i can tell I'm i don't know who i mean i mean for me i'm, I'm probably a fiscal only because i've watched my wife had a business yeah and I've, and I've run my business so i'm probably a fiscal conservative uh-huh. progressively yeah but i'm certainly a, 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 a social i'm like socially liberal yeah right yeah i can't I can't find anybody that's going to represent work, work you for me yeah. right, on no. that one. You know, no, it's a it's a tricky situation, and it's tr- it's tough. I don't know. I'm I'm a I'm pretty left, right? I'm a socialist, yeah. and yeah. this this the left is not especially well represented at the moment, and I find that really I find that really disappointing and frightening, given the given the state of the of the of the planet, right? That that um, we're in this horrifying race to the bottom here and and we're we're killing everything on our path i worry for my girl you talked about earlier you know the concern i mean i don't lay awake at night but i have this concern about about my kids or my they are my stepkids they're going to be you know when they get to be my age Mm -hmm. my grandkids are going to be close to their age yep and i'm wondering are they going to be able to are my grandkids going to be able to like own a house are they going to be are they going to is there going to be 
clean air, clean water. Those are, are we going to go to war over water and rights? Yep, those are absolutely you know? very yeah. real concerns, and and we're witnessing the extinction of well, the the the, the coming extinction of over a million species. That's crazy. We've already killed seventy percent of life on Earth. Like we we're just a monstrous species, and you know uh, overpopulation. Um, like it, it's just things are not great right now. Mm -hmm. Now I don't think that that everybody should just throw up their hands and accept that the future is going to be this bleak hellscape. I think there's there's lots of things that we can do things about. There's lots of actions we can take in our communities, and lots of ways we can connect with people, and you know work to make things better. But I don't know. I, I this plastic plant that's supposed to be being built here i'm pretty concerned about that yeah. I, and the <clears throat> idea that that the problem is that it's going to pollute our airshed and it should just be put somewhere else like i don't i'm not sure where we get the idea that if it's too polluting for our airshed somebody else ought to breathe that air and drink that water not right in my like, backyard right? Yeah, yeah exactly so i i don't know i just <sighs> we so toil we away to the environment and biology, and we mm -hmm. talked about we talked about this outside of the podcast here, and yep. and we and you come from a scientific background, yeah. And, but I noticed, like I I love your paintings. It took me a while. It took me. I'm an I love abstract. Yeah, and so although your paintings aren't aren't hundred percent abstract they have an abstract they're heavily abstracted landscapes for the most part are, right? like they're really yeah. close they're really tight yeah. to your subject and yeah. i and it took me a while to like get into that but once i there's one recently you had just posted i was like wow i i i like yeah. that good um so but and so that goes back to heavily on your education in biology? I guess, right? I, I, it's partly, I mean, I have an education in biology because I love stuff. Right? <laughs> because I, you know, I, I, I like bugs and I like plants and I like animals. And I was, you know, looking at, at going to vet school and mm -hmm. uh, I... Yeah, that, and I had a father who was really not keen on me going to art school, so I thought, well, I'll do this other thing that I that I like, mm -hmm. right? So I did, and uh, and then my father died, <laughs> and so I was I, that's not normally something I would laugh about, but I I very quickly kind of went, okay, well, so now I can do what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I I understand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I I guess like it, what it comes from is it's what I like to do. Like what I like to look at. Like I like looking at, I could spend the rest of my life just staring at puddles and trying to figure out how reflections refract. And, you know, you move your eyes just a little bit and everything changes. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you'll, you'll happen to catch something. You'll see something like I, I was telling a friend yesterday about a time a few years ago when I was out walking my dog and I just happened to be looking at the water in a ditch just at the moment that it froze, like the surface of the water just jumped. Right. And yeah. it just like, it was like it locked into place and it froze and it was the most astonishing thing I think I'd ever seen at that point in my life and so I just I paint the things that I think move me I think the things that I'm lucky enough to still see in the world I think there's a lot of things that I paint that I I paint almost against losing them because I worry that that's the direction things are going mm -hmm. and so um you know in a way when I'm painting uh you know a, a puddle or a bug or a bird or whatever i'm i'm looking at it and and trying to keep it alive right mm -hmm. and trying to mm -hmm. give it a it's a, i guess maybe i have a god complex <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard of an artist oh wait there's a few 
Damien Hurst. Yeah, maybe <laughs> Damien Hurst. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he goes and kill stuff. So <laughs> who was I? I was watching a great interview on Jackson Pollock, and I thought, and I, and I had a, like I like his work. Yeah, I do too. And and I, I it was it was Charlie Rose, an old nineteen eighties interview. So it was mm-hmm. like Charlie Rose interviewing nice. this uh, this author about him. And I could never figure out, so why was Jackson Pollock the artist of his generation until this fellow explained nobody had done, nobody painted off, like running off the canvas. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I run off the canvas all the time. Yeah. So is that like, I'm like, so this is the the uh, the, 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 the cat that gave me the permission to be able to Kinda, just go yeah, crazy. Kind of, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, and I think that's one of the really, really great things about being an artist is that as soon as you pick up a brush, like it or not, you're in a conversation with everybody else that's done that, yeah. right? Like, yeah. and and your job is to try and bring something to the table, right? To mm-hmm. to expand on on the things that people have done, and I think it's like a it's a real privilege to be able to to do that. I get into the I I don't know how you like you have your style, yeah, and it it. How, did it take you a long time to get that style? Did you I go guess. through a different process? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Um, I wasn't an oil painter until I was. I mean, I'd been painting and drawing my whole life, but I was. I was really afraid of oil paints because I had, I had, tried using them in I don't know in my teens probably in early twenties. Yeah. And my my ex husband actually is a very fine oil painter. Like a he went to art school before he became a blacksmith, which is what mm-hmm. he is now. And so, uh, I really just parasitized his his knowledge of oil painting and he he really pushed me to oil paint and I didn't really want to and as soon as I started I found that I I couldn't stop like as soon as I figured it out like and I mean it's a it's a process like I mean I look at stuff that I've painted five years ago or 10 years ago now and I think oh I'd do that differently or sometimes I look at things and I go how did I know how to do that then Mm -hmm. right and and so I think you're not necessarily supposed to like I don't feel like style is a solid thing like my style is fairly fluid i i'm working through some stuff all the time i'm Mm -hmm. always like pushing a part of the process and trying to figure something out and often i feel like i have a kind of amnesia so that when i'm working i'll i'll figure something out and then i'll immediately forget when i when i start the next (laughs) the next thing like i'll i'll have no idea how Mm -hmm. i accomplish that thing so it's a constant it's a constant reminding yourself. It's a kind of muscle memory. It's like, it's, it's all kinds of weird. And I think often I must seem like a real dummy when I'm in conversation with people that aren't artists, because I, I'll be looking at their faces and trying to think about how to mix that color or, you know, I'll just be Not at all, I'm all the, the time. I can be, I have a shirt. <laughs> I have a shirt that says, it may look like I'm listening to you, yeah, but in my head I'm listening to Keith Richards. That's right. So it it may not even be Keith Richards. It it could be like, oh, how did I get that? Oh, right, oh, all that, the time. That, yeah, like how yeah. is that? Like is that brown? What is that color? Right, like, yeah. and so yeah, that's almost all the time. I'm like a monomaniac, and I I dream about painting. And sometimes when I'm stuck on a painting, I wait until I have a dream about it because I'll figure things out in dreams sometimes that I just can't get access to when I'm working and it all sounds really wishy-washy and flaky but it actually really is important I think sometimes to have you'll you'll have a dream where you go like oh hey no that's what that is and it'll all you'll wake up with it and then other times you wake up and you go oh, that's complete nonsense <laughs> I thought I figured something out but in I fact, have it was a painting stupid. that's sitting there and I don't and I and I think is it finished is it not finished 
is it do I need to work on it more is it good enough is it so I, I and and I think every artist goes through that sure when yeah it's sitting on the easel you know and I'm like this is shit yeah right this is shit and i yeah. can't stand this and i just want to paint over the whole thing yep or burn it or throw it in the garbage or whatever yep yeah we all have those i've i sand down yeah. a lot of paintings right yeah <laughs> and i think one of the things my friend jan little who's a superb painter and i uh decided in april that we would do a year's worth of daily paintings mm-hmm. and that's actually a really good exercise for me i mean it's it's pretty demanding and there's you have to paint every day for mm-hmm. one thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it means that you can't really commit to the outcome. Like you, you sort of set this time aside for yourself to make a little painting. And most of the time they work. Some of the time they don't work. Um, some of the time you're just like, ugh, I'm, I should get a job. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's terrible. And, you know, and, and then at seven o'clock I posted on the internet. And I mean, some of them are, some of them are absolute failures and those ones like I'll post them, but I won't post them for sale and I'll take them back and I'll work on them or yeah. sand them down yeah. and start yeah. over or whatever. Um, and some of them I, I surprised myself with and I, you know, like uh, just last week I painted this little, I painted my son's pony and I was like, Oh, Hey, this is, she's mostly colors. I didn't expect her to be, you yeah, know, yeah, when yeah. I was, when I was looking at her. And so, you know, you have these little breakthroughs where things just, come together and it's pretty exciting i mean i can't think of anything more exciting honestly it's the most exciting thing in the world like when when you just when something works yeah when oh, it works yeah and when it doesn't work you just want to die when i look at something <laughs> and i don't care if anybody else like i mean i'm grateful that i've reached that stage and i yeah. think you've 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 already communicated that you've reached that stage yeah. where, where i don't my critics I have a piece that's called the blood of my critics yeah. and and I and I don't really care if they yeah. like my stuff they like it if people sure. don't if it generates a conversation that's even that's way better Yeah sure but but I do it and when I look at it I go fuck that's great man Yeah right that's really good Yeah other people will just go hmm Yep I don't too care. bad that's too bad. fine I they don't it, need to right? I don't like everything everybody else does either right no. like and I just think I don't know like I think there's a, I think there's a lot of people that are stuck in really shitty jobs that, you know, are afraid of getting up in the morning, or afraid of losing those crappy jobs. I think there are people that that look at people that do what they want, and and hate them a bit for it. And then there are other people that look at people that do what they want, and they just feel so glad and happy to see somebody, like working for something that they love and believe in, mm-hmm. and. I think there's far more in the latter camp than in the former and the ones that the ones that just, you know, don't like stuff or don't care or don't know what's good, uh fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Who needs them, yeah. right? Like I yeah. don't need them. So, yeah, and I think although I mean I'm I'm always really glad that I that I had the experience of living in the bush for a few years because I think, you know, I if this doesn't work out, I I don't need very much money like it's nice to have when Mm. you're doing well but it's I I really I know I can live on next to nothing (laughs) if it comes down to it and I also know that I I did live on next to nothing and while I was at it I made paintings so I know what matters to me right I love I revel in other people's success yeah me too I mean I I, it took me a while to get there I wasn't I was in that it was in that camp of like god I hate everything I hate everybody I hate yeah I hate myself yep I hate it. It's just this little dark cloud following. Sure. It was like a thunderstorm following me around. Yeah. But today it's like, you know, 
I want to talk, to, and that's why I did this. Do this podcast first yeah. of all to 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 promote the art, not only in Prince George, but but is all over. Yeah, and secondly, because because I love artists, I love yeah. creative people. Me too. It's the great thing about social media. There's lots of stupid stuff about social media, but I have connections with artists I admire all over the world. I've got a ton of South African artists that mm-hmm. um, I'm really quite close with. You know, like if yeah, <laughs> and. I, who make wonderful work and have made wonderful work under, under really austere conditions some years. And um, I just feel so, so lucky to have this huge community of, of profoundly diverse and talented and, and like committed and thoughtful people that, that just make art, you know? I was talking with Amy Blanding about, about, about her process and her, how, like her thing. And and we were talking about diversity, Mm -hmm. right? And, uh, and I think the the internet, because it's so, I guess I'll use the word free. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to see that diversity. Yeah, right? I get to see people from all over the world. And some of my favorite um, artists, well, one of my favorite artists is actually from from Portugal. Yeah, right. And I I emulate her. St- I look at it and I'm like, how does she do that? Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, so. <clears throat> I love her stuff, and she comes back with, she loves my dog photo. Oh, that's hilarious. And I'm that's like, so lovely. And I'm like, <laughs> that's so know? nice. That's so really sweet. Yeah, but it's it's like, wow, you know, I <clears throat> we look at things so so differently. Yeah. Um, I love your horses. The horses, the two horses that you put up. I love that painting. That is, and amazing. I mean, I'm like such a. I I always I hesitate to paint my kids horses because I was one of those kids that just spent all my time drawing horses like just Mm -hmm. obsessively from about the age of six till I was about 15 right and so and now it feels almost like cheating when I paint a horse it's like oh yeah right okay here I go painting horses but I I'm really I like those are my kids ponies and I love them and I I I love painting them they're so they're so full of like expression and and like I had Sunny the one on the left it's just such a hilarious character. She's so fat and silly and Now if we if people want if listeners want to see the 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 ponies we're talking about, where can they see those? They should go to my Facebook because I'm terrible about updating my, my webpage. So it's Corey Hardeman Painter on yeah. on Facebook. Oh, I'm so terrible. My website, I've gotta like uh Yeah. And I'm like <clears throat> maybe I'll do that today. Yeah. And then my my muse is so type A. Yeah. A list for everything. There's yep. the list. Do it. And yep. I'm like, yeah, man, sure. I'll get around to that. Yeah. I'm like, look, I bought a day timer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> just going to sit right here. Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> s- well, no, I, I actually use it now because I, yep. I, I don't know what it is. I'm, I don't think it's because of my age or anything. It's just that I forget shit. Right? Oh, yeah, me and too. I, and I need to. Yeah. Because this is important stuff. When I when I make appointments with people, it's about integrity. And That's I have right. To yeah, you don't want to be standing right? people up. Um, and my phone is just not good enough. No. And it's a f- yeah. phones are the worst. <laughs> and I, You know, and I think a phone is used to... Uh, am, am, I old, am I old because I think a phone is should be used to talk on? Yes, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate talking on the man. phone. I hate it so much, and yeah. I'm so I have always oh. hated it though. Like I, oh. I've always been like, oh god, the phone's ringing. Something terrible has happened. Right? Well, mine so. is like, well, when people say hi, how's it going, and I'm like, fine. What do you want? Yeah, like I just don't want to talk. I'm an, an introvert. I'm an introvert by nature, yeah. so it's like, no, I, I'm. 
if you have if it's something important and we yeah. need to discuss this yeah great let's talk i'll talk to my children on the phone although they're very anti-phone so mostly if they want something they text um i have one friend back east that i talk to on the phone yeah. fairly regularly and that's it uh, everybody else oh, we just text I'm that's old, it old, oh, no. i talk to my dad every sunday on the phone but that's i would nice. rather yeah i mean i can message i can do that i can text yeah but i think for me, something gets lost in the translation. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. You sometimes you really do just need to hear somebody's voice. That's true. And to communicate, I need to communicate. I need you to understand what I'm saying. Do you understand yep. what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you went from the. We're gonna just jump back here into sure. into the the um, art the residency. Yeah. And <clears throat> how did it did it did it like like how did it improve your art or how did it how did it impact your your you as an artist well i think one of the things was that it allowed it allowed me to all of a sudden start making really big work mm -hmm. so i i started making uh paintings that were like eight feet long all of a sudden and um and then selling them a couple of them like mm -hmm. went to london the in the uk and uh and that is what permitted me to quit my job and also as the artist in residence i was asked to be the representative for the council for the first art battle up here mm -hmm. and so i did that and i won and then they sent me off to vancouver to the provincials where i won the provincials yeah. and then i got sent off to toronto, toronto to paint in in uh, maple leaf gardens where i did not win <laughs> but you, did you did you get into the finals no i, no. I lost in the first round but oh. to my to my joy uh several people were really upset <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it was fine. I, I, um, I was happy with the work I did. You know, it's so it's so unrelated to the work I would normally do. Like painting, yeah. making a painting in twenty minutes is like. Uh, I know. I I did it. I did the art. I I practiced. Yep. For oh, I did too. for I like a month. Like crazy. Yeah. I did. I did two paintings a day. Yep. Right. You know, twenty minutes, and then I would yep. sand them and gesso, and yep. I would do it again, and I did, and I it. So that part, the technical part, I had. Yep. But to get in there and the lights and the music and the, the lights people. and the music and the crowds and the heat and the showmanship, like that's what that's what struck me uh, in Maple Leaf Gardens is the people that were in the final round were all people that had been doing it for years and yeah. they were like spinning around and like talking or like they they were they were they were in a show like they were it, yeah. it was a physical like it was like a dance more than anything else yeah. right like the work wasn't i mean some of the work was really good but it wasn't necessarily appreciably better than than like it was all good work there mm -hmm. like everybody everybody was coming yeah. from having one you know well, in their part of the country right? it's, and it's subjective yeah. and also there's a you know th it's a particular kind of work right like mm -hmm. it's not these are not um so you you have to have like like quick dynamic um things right where you you're really slapping down a lot of paint at a time and and so yeah it's not slow thoughtful painting well i don't think any well i i can't speak for i can't speak for for all the artists that that i know but i'm pretty sure that we as artists don't normally do a painting in 20 minutes no i even in abstract i'm i love abstract painting yeah. and and when I when I first started it, I I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. But then but then I realized there's a there's a ton of thought that goes into. Sure, there is. Yeah. There's all the I find painting. abstract painting really challenging, um, because it does it, it it makes all the same demands of you, 
in that you need to make a composition that makes sense even if it's it's not representing Mm -hmm. anything concrete in the world and you know all the things that make a painting engaging you know movement and depth and all of those things apply to abstract painting um but but not in a way that is like quantifiable right so it's it's incredibly challenging to make good abstract work yeah you didn't go to school no not for this i just i just uh i mean i i'm obsessive right and so i was fortunate that I had parents that, um, while they didn't want me to go to art school, they really, they had a pretty good taste in artists. Uh, they knew a fair bit about art. They're very sort of bourgeois people. And so I had a lot of access to books. I had a lot of access to galleries. Um, and I had the great good fortune of having a friend, uh, one of my best friends growing up, who is still one of my best friends, whose mother was an oil painter, who would, I, I don't think it was until, you know, until I really got into it that I became aware of what a what an incredible gift and sacrifice she made because she she was they were poor <laughs> like they yeah, were growing yeah, up yeah. poor yeah. and uh she would let me into her studio and she would let me use her oil paint i mean i made my first like i made a like a life-size self-portrait when i was seven because she wow. you know mentored me um and i had another i had a couple of other really really great mentors um al chaddock in halifax let mm-hmm. me spend some time in his studio um I've had a I've had a number of really heroic people that have, you know, guided me along the way, uh, and then I had the good fortune of of marrying somebody that was a really good artist and who was really eager to to share his his knowledge with me. And so, um, you know, when we <laughs> we split up, I used to sometimes call him up and go like, "I need a crit. You need to look at my work. You can't criticize anything else about me. I just need That's you to look work, at this right? picture I'm gonna send you." And so, um, and he's still, you know, he's still pretty good for that. Like we, I, I, I don't rely on, on crits so much anymore because I've, you know, I, I, I've spent a lot of time I, thinking about painting yeah. and, um, and I think, you know, you spend time refining your, your, your ability to use the tools, but you know, once you've done it for a certain period of time, it's, you know, you, you don't look at pilots and go like, oh, I wonder, I wonder if they really know, you know, they, yeah, you they know, know what you're doing. Right? <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. Have you got past hope. lesson one, right? Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. I, I do occasionally, I'll take workshops if there's somebody, oh, do you have to, I want I'll tell you my, my very favorite ever, like why I'm an artist story. So yeah. this woman, Heather Spears, who is in her eighties now, she lives in Denmark. Um, when, when my father was dying, he had leukemia and I was 23 mm-hmm. and, uh, I was spending a lot of time sort of hanging out in the palliative care ward in Halifax and, and because I was 23 and I didn't really want to be hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I spent a lot of time, uh, drawing. And at one point, uh, one of his doctors came in and said, Oh, you're an artist. You should go have a look at, at these beautiful drawings that are over in the, um, in the, uh, NICU in the neonatal intensive care unit. And so I sort of grudgingly did. I didn't have kids then and I didn't really want kids yeah. <laughs> or, or like want to think about, you know, birth and pregnancy and certainly not about like critically ill children. But this woman was uh, doing residency at the hospital from Denmark and she had done all of these drawings and they're just like pencil charcoal Conte drawings of critically ill babies uh, like very premature mostly intubated mostly in um what are they called incubators incubators that's the word uh 
obviously most of them very close to death uh like and they were beautiful I mean they were just beautiful and it was a perfect time in my life for me I'll cry even just talking about it it was a perfect time in my life for me to see that work because I realized that art can be an act of care that Mm -hmm. that that transcends a lot of other acts of care it was just the most profound and moving thing that I think I'd seen him at that point in my life and so I mean that's really like I remember just thinking well that's that's what I need to do and uh not draw babies but Mm -hmm. you know um and so years later I had four children we were living in wells my youngest was an infant still uh and I was looking through the the Island Mountain Arts catalog and I see this woman's name and it sort of rings a bell and I think that's that can't that doesn't that's not right and so I went and looked it up and sure enough it was the same woman and she wow. was coming to do a, a a life drawing workshop and so I signed up for it I was really fortunate I was given a scholarship to go to this thing and I didn't have childcare, and so I brought my kids with mm-hmm. me to Wells and she paid them to be models it was like their first gig they all sat for us and I told her this story about how, you know, I'd seen her work and it had changed my life almost, you know, I guess at that point it was probably 15 years before. And she said, well, that, yeah, that's a really nice hospital. <laughs> <laughs> but since then, she's become, like, I think of her as my art mother. Yeah. She, I, yeah. I, I don't see her very often. Um, last year she was in, she was in Canada to, to visit and to do a reading. She's also an award-winning poet and, she came to the studio and she like she took a nap in my studio chair. She bought a painting and I just thought if I knew when I was 23 that my life would turn out this way, yeah. I would have skipped a whole lot of <laughs> anxiety and worry shit, and right? sadness, yeah. right? She's just amazing. And she she's also um she was the court uh artist for the Rena Verk trial. Oh, okay, she did a yeah, book about yeah. that. She's just an astonishing an astonishing artist and an incredibly like sharp, smart interesting great person and Mm -hmm. and yeah and so I had that the the great good fortune of of having some of her mentorship in my life and then I don't know I've taken this last winter Jan my friend Jan Little and I went to North Carolina and did a are you familiar with Alyssa Monks no she's you gotta look her up you'll die she's amazing uh she's like a big deal New York art star yeah uh but she's she's also just like she paints you know, images that are superimposed over other images, like landscapes and portraits that are, that are almost, uh, it's not even that they're superimposed, they're integrated. Right. And, and they're just so beautiful, like huge, large scale. Uh, it looks photorealistic from a distance, but it's, it's tremendously abstracted in a yeah. huge amount of paint and she's just amazing. And I love her. And so we went to North Carolina and did this workshop with her, uh, which was, you know, one of those things where for the first three days I was like, oh man, I don't know how to, I don't know, I don't know how, I am in the wrong racket here. <laughs> <laughs> and by the day, by the fourth day, I was like, it was life changing. Like it was just yeah. a, a, an incredibly useful, dense experience. And so, yeah, when those opportunities come up, I, I'll jump on them. But for the most part, I think, I think about my own process all the time and, and, uh, and I look at stuff all the time and, you know, I, I try to I try to just constantly be taking things apart and putting them back together and thinking about them in different ways, right? And so, you know how that is. It mm-hmm. it means that you're just always changing. And and five years from now, you'll look at the stuff you did now and you'll be like, oh, 
What was I thinking? <laughs> I think as artists, we look at things differently. Yeah, for sure I th- we do. I, I mean, not only differently, oh, not only uh, maybe spiritually differently. Sure. Or, but certainly from different angles. I'm, yeah. People will find me sometimes looking at something, you know, upside down. Yeah, and all say, the time. How is that? Oh, how can I? That looks really cool. Like yeah. That, right? And do you keep a mirror in your studio? No, I don't have, no. Because no. I... I don't have one right now, but as a rule, like I know when something is done, if I can look at, I'll take it into the bathroom and look at it in the mirror because it forces you to flip your brain around, right? And look at it ah. the opposite way. And if it makes sense in reverse, then yeah, I'll, I'll be like, okay, I can I can put this away now, right? I've had somebody tell me, so in, in this painting now, <clears throat> it was one of my first abstracts. Yeah. And somebody said, why don't you turn it 90 degrees? Yep. And I'm like, really? Are you serious? And I turn it 90 degrees and I'm like, wow. I do that too. That I do that amazing. fairly often. I'll flip a painting 90 degrees or even upside down. I just yeah. did that with a painting. I completely turned it upside down. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> this makes some, sense now. And elements of it too. I love some paintings I love elements of, yep. but I don't like the rest of the painting. Yep. And I'm like, how did I do? I have a notebook. I don't mm-hmm. know. Do you have a notebook? Yep. When I got a notebook, Donna Morrison, who's the current yep, res- ar- artist yep. and resident, uh, the resident artist, um, she said, oh, now you've you've made it. Yeah. You got a notebook. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's Cause it. I can't, that's a sign. Because I'm like, I can sit in my couch and then I'm like, oh, I should try this color. Or I should try this technique or I should yep. do this or that. And I, if I don't write it down, I'll I'll, I'll remember it tomorrow. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And then I'm like, no, I'm, I'll wake up in the morning or I'll be down in the studio. I'm like, what was I thought? Yeah. What was that? A, no, I got to write it down. Yeah. I yeah. I do the same. Down. I write stuff down. I'll be like looking at, you know, I'll be looking at the sky or whatever. And I'll make a list of the colors that are in, you know, that mm. cloud. <clears throat> um, I'll, I draw constantly. And I mean, my sketches are so loose a lot of the time. Like I draw well and I can draw really tightly but for the most part when i'm thinking about paintings it's just a bunch of scribbles yeah and i look at them later sometimes and i think what what am i what am i doing there <laughs> it's like a doctor's notes or something like they don't even make sense to me after a few months but sometimes i just need to think like like where's my light source where's my vanishing point you know what 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 is going into this composition and, yeah. and it doesn't need to make sense right like it can mm-hmm. just be a ball or whatever so yeah it's there's a lot of scribbles. I don't see much of a vanishing point in your artwork. Though. There, I actually, I, I don't use a lot of deep vanishing points at this at this point, yeah. because so much of my work is, is is so close, right? Yeah. And so much of it is things like reflective surfaces. And so what I'm really interested in is creating like a sense of vertigo or a sense of movement um, that uh, has more to do with how things reflect than it does to do with like the depth or distance in the paintings there's not very much distance uncomfortable for people to view yeah and they are uncomfortable and because i was and going back to that pollock thing last night it was uh, they were talking about yeah there's no horizon to there's yeah. nothing that you can cling to yeah that's right to orient yourself right? to, and so so on and i love so i love looking at it because i love yeah. abstract right yeah and it's like no there's nothing i can go i can wander through the entire piece yeah Without having to get get stuck on oh this doesn't this doesn't look I remember this artist I used to work in uh, do you know are you familiar with the Emma Lake Art Camp Kenderdine Camp Oh yeah 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 well, it's work, closed now right I'm not sure I, I so. used to work up there yeah. I used to work there in Northern Saskatchewan Yep and this artist came up and she would do these wild abstract pieces and then wrap them around trees Nice so, and they had all kinds of texture and I would see something in it. 
and I and I went to her one day and I said, "Wow, man, you know what I see in that?" She looks at me. She goes, "I don't give a fuck what you see in that." Awesome. I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. This yeah. is a hit to the head, man." But, yeah, but, but okay, uh, okay, yeah. Right? You know, yep. I'll still look at your stuff, right? Yep, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I I have had moments where I've been like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't care." What you see, like, I don't like, no, it's not a face, right? Like we're conditioned as a species to see faces and everything and and patterns, right? And patterns. That's right. And that, that also really interests me. I'm interested in, you know, in repeating patterns and, uh, and then just like, there's a texture that interests me. Like there's a kind of density. I'm a more is more painter. I often Uh say, right. And so I, I like, um, I like to try to make a sort of a sense of fullness or of like, denseness in in my work that um yeah that can be a little bit challenging for for people to deal with like people get overwhelmed by my paintings fairly often it seems do you so you have um i haven't noticed any any other works like for me i i know my abstracts aren't going to sell that well yeah right they're just not so i have commercial stuff that Mm -hmm. sells and I'm like, I just do it. And yep. I, and at one point in my life when I was younger, mm-hmm. in my 20s, I thought, oh, that's such a sellout. But now I don't care. You got to make a living, man. Yeah. And if you can make a living doing what you do, even if you're making work that sells, you know, even if you're making commercial work, it's still feeding the other stuff, right? Like yeah. you're still developing it, it when you're doing things that you don't necessarily want to be well, doing. Well, I know, like I know the stuff that I do sells. Yep, for sure. Right? And I'll do yep. it. I'll do yep. it until it's not selling anymore. Yep. But that, like you say, that... I have the same. I sort of divide my work. I have like, I have rent paintings and then I have growth paintings. Mm -hmm. And so like the one I put up today, that big one, that's a growth painting for sure. Like that one, someone will probably eventually buy it, but it won't be soon. It's big, it's expensive and Mm -hmm. I, you know, and I love it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But you know, like the daily paintings and, you know, like if if I'm feeling broke, I'll, I'll paint this, like I'll anything with a b in it will sell immediately (laughs) (laughs) you can tell that i'm not broke right now because i haven't painted anything with a b in it for months and months but you know like well that's good it's but i know you know i i do i know what what people will jump on right away if i if i'm feeling like worried about money um and then yeah and then the rest of the time i just i just do what i am interested in doing and what i'm fascinated by right like i i i pay a lot of attention to the things that like grab me and that sustain my attention. Right. Like, and it's a pretty limited number of things, but I could look at them forever. Right. I I have a, I have boxes and boxes and boxes of bird's nests and people love the bird's nest. People will buy the nest. I was going to talk about the bird's nest. Yeah. I'm obsessed with them. I haven't seen many, but I mean, just going like, there's that thing about, I can, I can go through that whole painting yeah and i can just stay with it yeah there's so like much in those things in and they just fascinate me because they're these um i mean first of all i would never ever 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 take a nest that was in use mm-hmm. uh people send me nests from all over the country i get nests that like have blown down or people have cut down a tree and gone oh no here's a nest and yeah. and so on and so forth so i have all these nests and they're all completely different some of them have i have a beautiful one that a friend's uncle gave me that he found in his garage that has ribbon woven through it i have ones with like the linings of mittens. I have ones with horse hair. I have ones that are made out of spider webs. I like, I have all these and they're, they're so diverse. Even mm-hmm. within each species, they're so diverse mm-hmm. because birds have this innate 
nest building birds, not all birds build nests, but nest building birds have, have this innate capacity to use what's at hand to build the structure that they need. Mm-hmm. And so they're different shapes and they're made out of different stuff. And, um, and you know, and they're these beautiful, complete, purpose-built artifacts that, you know, that only have one purpose. They're not homes. They're not they're not to live in. They're only for laying eggs and rearing young. Like mm-hmm. they're they're they'll come back to them year after year and use them. Do for they that come back to them? Yeah, most birds will come back to their oh, nest. Okay. Yeah, well, which, I didn't know that. Yeah, which is why we should never ever ever remove them, even yeah. if we see them sitting there. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, yeah, they will come back, and or other species will will add on to them and build them up and That's turn them crazy. into something I didn't else. Know that. Yeah, so they get adapted, they get changed around, and the, I just I think that's a really like it's a it's a really admirable thing and it's a really beautiful thing. And the way that they're, the way that they're set up so that the coarsest materials are always on the outside and the softest materials are always in the middle. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just think they're a beautiful metaphor for love in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I, I look at them as these, as these artifacts that are made out of love. And that is a really, again, it sounds so flaky, but they, I, I just don't think there's a more powerful force in the world mm-hmm. than, than that kind of love. It's, it's an act of care made for the purpose of rearing children, rearing young. And uh, so I just, I find them just exquisitely beautiful. And uh, I'm actually working on one right now that's a quite a big one. I think a lot about like the ghosts of things that aren't in use anymore mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I, I sometimes I'll paint, like, the ghosts of nests. I'm thinking of do, doing a series about that, right? Like, what, what, because they, they almost are, as soon as they're out of use, they're kind of ghostly anyway. Like, they, these abandoned nests are, 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 like, they're sad and poignant and beautiful still. And, mm-hmm. you know, but they're also organic and they start to break down, start to fall apart. You can't move them too many times, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah the, the brittleness and the, and the loveliness of them as they're kind of coming apart is just so... I don't know. I, I, I could just paint nests for the rest of my life quite happily. I have to stop and think about other things in order yeah. to not paint nests. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have, so you talked about Heather Spears. Yep. And the other artist I can't, well, who was uh, Alyssa Monks. Alyssa Monks. Yeah. Now, are they the two biggest influences on you or do you Probably, have Probably, like, as a kid, do you know Rian Portvliet? Pardon me? Rian Portvliet is a Dutch painter. He's dead now, but he, uh, he did do you remember the gnomes books from like the 1970s oh, yeah, and yeah, 80s yeah, yeah, yeah. he did those but he was also like a really serious painter and he did uh he did a lot of book like a, a lot of books of like color plates of his work mm-hmm. um a lot more that are published in holland than than here and he was like a real sort of national treasure in holland he was such a good painter and i was obsessed with him as a kid i spent like so much time poring over those books i'd get a real portfolio book almost every christmas as a kid um and uh like his drawings of just like dogs and horses and things i liked drawing mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. kid they're so so great right and uh so he was a huge influence in, on me as a kid joe beale my my friend's mother who spent a lot of time letting me uh be in her studio she she had a tremendous impact on my idea of what an artist is and and what an artist does lindy Klimo uh is a painter who now lives in nova scotia she's from pei I think she's she's represented by Mira Goddard in Toronto, and she um, she again she was a was somebody who published a children's book early in her career before she became a really serious painter, and and uh, she does like Renaissance paintings reinterpreted with 
like livestock. <laughs> so she has oh, like, wow. you know, Venus on the rocks, but she's a sheep and things like that. <laughs> and they're beautiful. They're so beautiful. And she, she's so true to that, uh, to, to the style and to the, the palette and the, they're just gorgeous paintings. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to look her up. She's amazing. And I, I mean, I know I'm missing, there's, there's, a number of artists that are on my, you know, on my Facebook yeah. friends list, Herman Niebuhr in the, in South Africa, who's astonishing Scott Connery in Oregon, um, uh, Willem Pretorius in South Africa blows my mind. There's just so many good artists. Mm -hmm. And I always think, um, you know, you, you, you kind of, we, we live in this amazing age where we have such ready access mm -hmm. to all of this work. Um, you know, I, it, as a kid, I, I, and as 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 a painter as well you know i i have a i'm a big fan of um you know caravaggio and rembrandt and um the dutch masters and uh john constable uh like i i really just love art <laughs> i just yeah, yeah. i love paintings and i love paint and i i love just to see what what can be done with paint because it's such a it's such a limitless medium. People just do such amazing things with it. Uh, Stuart, my partner, and I were in um, Chicago last winter, and we went to the Art Institute, which I enjoyed thoroughly. He did not because he had an abscess tooth. Oh, <laughs> so he looked no. like he was dying. Yeah, At one yeah. point, a docent came over and said, is he okay? I think they <laughs> thought he was having a heart attack. Uh, but I had a great time because yeah. I, I really just wandered around and gasped all day. It's just, you know what a thing in the world to, what a, a, a sort of a glorious impulse to to be an art maker right like yeah. imagine if you if you only liked you know a few things or you only oh. liked a certain style or you only liked a certain medium it would be so it'd be such a a cruel joke right? yeah at any you know I, I i think at any oh my god i went to the andrew wyeth exhibit in seattle a couple of years ago and that was mind-blowing and i grew up loving wyeth my yeah. mother loved wyeth and i mean a lot of serious artists aren't big fans of wyeth because he's so sort of i don't know staid and brown and you know uh, uh but i think his his work i think you know the big retrospective that we went to in seattle was it was a big retrospective. There were like 150 paintings in it. And you can see like the places where he struggled and the mm -hmm. places where he's really succeeded. And it was astonishing to see. They were just amazing paintings. And of course, like the Monet exhibit, when it came to Vancouver, I went and saw, mm -hmm. and that was, I, I was actually amazed by how bad a number of the paintings were. <laughs> I look, you know, and I look at Van Gogh's sunflowers and I can't, I'm like, well, you know, that's your thing. If yeah. You like them, that's cool. But, but I you know, when we were right? at the Art Institute, there was a little Van Gogh piece there that was like amazing. It was a, it was just a, like a farmyard scene, but the sky was chartreuse and I think it was like lilac bushes. Like it was a very little painting mm -hmm. and, and it was everything, like everything was uncanny like the this color of the sky the color of everything and i think he was a master of that i i don't think very many people see things the way he did and i'm not a huge fan of the sunflowers either or of the the like a number the red chair but this little piece i could have looked at it all day it was mm -hmm. so beautiful and it was so true like what you were saying about the the honesty of the work like none of those colors exist in nature but they they together like next to each other made this completely true like mm -hmm. deeply sensitive little little painting. It was just amazing to see. 
And it's always, I mean, it's always amazing to see the work of, of you know, really famous artists up yeah. close. Um, it's also it's also amazing to see the work of really not famous artists up yeah. close. <laughs> I think there's a lot of great work being made in the world by people who, you know, will never, n- never get famous, never, you know. And I mean, that is one of the tricky things about this this time as well is that we do we do live in this like instagram facebook blah 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 thing and not everybody has the personality for that not everybody like i i feel like it's a really weird gift to have been given that i'm really good at aphorisms like i'm really good at living in this sort of social media thing but i know like lots of good artists that aren't that um you know just make great work and it doesn't really get out there and they're working in his bartender or whatever. How do you get past the white noise, right? Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's challenging. It's tough. It's yep. it's work. Yeah, it's work for it's sure. Work. Every day, every day, every yep. day, every day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Corey Hardiman, thank you so much. Thank I, you. Before I go, I always do a mystery I do a mystery word. Yeah. Because the mystery word um if you hear the mystery word and you tell me what it is, you email press at take5media.com and you'll be entered to win a, chan- a chance to win um, a signed and numbered print of mine. Nice. Yeah. So you get to pick a mystery word. Oh, God. Uh, ululate. Ululate? Ululate. Oh, you got to spell it. <laughs> no, 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 I want to see how people spell it. So ululate. So, okay, I... I'm I've got a pretty good vo- vocabulary and <laughs> I don't know what that means. So what does that mean? You know what? I don't I don't I don't know the exact definition. It it's something to do with um it's like a vocal hang on. All I'm gonna, late. Can I look, gonna it look it up? You look it up? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to look it up. Because I, it's one of those words I love the sound of and then I'm not so sure when it comes to I love words. Me too. Oh, it's only one L. Look at that. I would have And Stuart Howl or wail as an expression of strong emotion, typically grief. Ululate. So go. so wailing. Yeah, wailing. Oh. I always thought it was more like like a vocalization that um, vibrated, but there you oh, go. Yeah, I would have gotten undulated. it wrong. Undulating. Undulating. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So ululate. Ululate. Yeah, lay it on me, people, and <laughs> you got a chance to uh, to win a uh, numbered print. Uh, one of the wildlife series. I have a yeah. wildlife series. So. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Have a look. So thank you so much for stopping thank by. Thank you. What were we uh, going to say about Stuart? Oh, no. Just Stuart loves words, too. Oh, man. Does he ever? Yeah. And that guy can talk. Like, yeah. I mean, I can talk, but I'll stop now. And, uh, <laughs> but and he won't. <laughs> we, we've gone on for an hour. Good and, job, uh, us. Yeah. And we'll... Uh, I don't edit anything. Nice. Right? So it'll go up the way it so is. So all the times we said fuck are just going to go care. right in there. I don't right? either. That's I don't great. care. <laughs> that makes me happy. Okay. I am <clears throat> limited when I do some of the Shaw yeah. stuff only because of their, you know, the CRTC. Of and, course, yeah. And regulating bodies. But but I'm not too concerned with, I mean, after all, um, Carlin. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, right? for sure. George Carlin. Yeah. The seven words you can never say on TV. That's and, right. And that was one of them. That was one of them. Um, so thank you so much for stopping by. Thank I'm you. Michael Cass for Arts North. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll, I don't know, whenever. I usually put them on once a week. So we'll see you next Sunday. Yay. This podcast is recorded at the studios of CFIS-FM in Prince George, British Columbia. 
produced and edited by Take 5 Media. If you're interested in seeing any of the Arts North video interviews, check us out on YouTube, look for Take 5, or you can go to www.take5media.com.